three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. having a great week so far so i've got two two reviews this is essentially part one of two of a review because i'm reviewing dead to me season one i was gonna review season one and two together but i realized that'd probably be an hour podcast so i figure i'll go ahead and split them up uh into uh, two seasons uh, or two uh, separate recordings so that each season gets the deep dive that i feel it, it deserves because uh i so with the whole pandemic and us quarantining, um, there have been a couple positives. I've been able to work from home, which I'm very blessed uh, to be able to say. Uh, I've been able to play with my cat. In case you guys don't know, my cat's name is Samuel L. Katzen. He's a very regal, wonderful boy. Um, and I've been able to be uh, quarantined with my amazing girlfriend. So I've been very blessed um and <laughs> my very snarky roommate uh, i've been very blessed to have um them around and mr captain around so dead to me has been on my list uh i realized too by the way i don't know if this applies to anyone else i need to go through my amazon my list or my uh, netflix my list and just delete shit that i know i'm never gonna watch <laughs> because i was going through my list i went there's a lot of stuff i've probably watched already that i just haven't I, yeah, that I need to get rid of. But this has been on my list for a while, and the plot is pretty simple. Uh, Christina Applegate, who, of course, you know from uh, Marital Children. So I've had a crush on Christina Applegate for years. I think she is incredibly charming. Uh, I think she's very underrated uh, as Veronica Corningstone in Anchorman and even uh, Anchorman 2, which is dog shit but but she's actually really good in it i like that show she had a uh, samantha who i actually really dug that show um of course uh i'm gonna go ahead and talk about Mary children as i mentioned but she also did this show jesse which i think people forget about that i really enjoyed actually and that's not even before i get to uh, bad moms and don't tell mom uh don't tell mom the babysitter's dead uh linda cardellini uh mrs uh mrs hawkeye herself um, so I always have to remind people she was Velma and Scooby-Doo, a very hot Velma and Scooby-Doo, might I add, but she was just in, you know, Best Picture winner Green Book. Uh, she, of course, um, oh yeah, she was in Daddy's Home, that's right. Um, she was on Mad Men, uh, multiple times, and she was actually really good on there. She played, uh, Jess's sister, uh, Abby on New Girl, uh, which was a really, uh, great role for her too. Um... I forgot she was. Uh, I forgot she was on ER. I totally forgot about ER. How the hell did I forget about that? Um, uh, and of course, the thing, the first thing I saw in was Freaks and Geeks. Uh, I, I've just, I've had uh, genuine admiration for Linda Carlini, not outside of my crush, of course, but I find it really impressive that she's able to go through all these different roles and be such a chameleon and be better than I think a lot of people say 
Um, as far as just being character actor, I think he transcends that. Uh, I, I think he's absolutely, uh, I think he's absolutely incredible, and it uh, it kind of trips me out that more people don't give her the credit that I really think she deserves. And I'm a huge fan of Grandma's Boy. I don't care what anyone says that movie's fucking great, but um, but all that to say, so Christina Applegate plays Jen, whose husband uh, just got killed uh, in a hit and run. And they do a great job of going ahead and, I mean, obviously, her losing her husband is fucking terrible, but going ahead and really depicting Jen's grief. I think that's the thing I admire the most about season one of this show, is that where a lot of other movies or shows would try to go ahead and give you maybe not a fully informed answer on how to move on when you lose someone... This show is very realistic in the sense that it doesn't really give you an answer. It just lets you know that it's not something you ever really get over. It's something you try to to accept. And I think that message is really key and really keeps the show from falling apart um, as far as its core concept. But Jen, she's struggling. She has two kids, one played by Sam uh, McCarthy, who's uh, play, who plays Charlie Harding, and then uh, uh, Luke uh, Rosler is what I'm going to go with, uh, who plays Henry. I haven't seen either one of these uh, of these actors before but i think they are both fucking excellent i i really i really like both i really like them both quite a bit um so this is where i'm gonna drop the whole uh white parents thing because charlie does some shit uh, <laughs> that if a black kid did this oh my god like, if i did half the shit charlie did when i was a kid my mom I, I'd be under the house right now because of how because of how shitty uh, Charlie and Henry get. But I'll get there. But Jen's really just trying to keep it together. She ends up going to this uh, grief counseling group. Uh, it's called uh, something about faith. Uh, Fr- Friends of Heaven. That's what it's called. And it's ran by uh, Pastor Wayne. Uh, I don't have the actor's name here, but I really liked him. He was... Uh, oh, uh, uh, Keong... Uh, Kyung Sim is what I'm going to go with. Um, he was absolutely wonderful. And he's very much that kind of that Zen master uh, t- type of pastor. He talks about how he, um, the reason he's in the group besides just leading it, is that he asked, I believe, his aunt to go ahead and get him a soda. And she fell down a flight of stairs and cracked her head. And I was like, oh my God. And he's just very calm while he's while he's saying it. You can tell that. You can tell that he has put this behind him. He's accepted it. So what I find so interesting, and again, there's so much to talk about on the show. I love that uh, that Pastor Wayne is as calm as he is. He's clearly done this before. This is not his first uh, rodeo, as it were. Uh, but Jen is Jen wants to get to where Pastor Wayne is. And I found their relationship in particular really fascinating. I want to say it's episode five where uh, the group kind of goes on this retreat um, out of town. And Jin, she's talk, she's shit-talking Pastor Wayne pretty much until that episode. Like, every episode she seems to get some sort of dig in on him. And you're kind of like, damn, like, like he's up. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to help. But I loved, loved, loved their relationship because she is coming across as someone who not is just grieving, but is in a way jealous that he has this acceptance. And Jen even talks about how 
you know, seeing her kids, it's kind of draining because, I mean, they're struggling with their own grief, but that, you know, they keep asking about uh, Ted, you know, and they keep bringing him up. And so she can't move past her grief and she feels like she's responsible for her kid's grief. And then she's talking to someone who's so positive and that as much shit as she talks about him, um, he won't break. And I give him so much credit because there is a scene where she's just talking about, you know, him being like kind of, uh, fluffy and trying to just like express tell everyone express their feelings and she's being really mean about it and he basically goes like look I've been doing this a while that's what makes me qualified it's a very not ownage moment but it's, it's still not letting her get away with shit which I really do appreciate um the thing and I always talk to you guys about this I always uh if you're a first time listener welcome but I always promise you guys on the podcast, I'd always keep it real with you guys. And uh, this is being recorded on the 13th, so you'll hear it on the 14th, um, uh, earliest. But it's been about, uh, just been a couple days since um, the uh, remembrance. It will have been 20 years since I, uh, I lost my dad. And I will say for myself, um, I'm very grateful for the time I have my dad, I'm so happy my mom remarried um, such an amazing person. I call Byron my dad. I don't call him Byron. I call him my dad because he had he helped just as much uh, with my dad, Ken, as uh, as anyone. So he he's earned that. He's definitely earned that respect and that title. Um, I always said I'd keep it real for you guys. And the thing I love about this show is that it shows grief manifests in multiple different ways. Uh, Jin really folds up into herself uh, to the point where she is being, and this is fucked to say, but it's true, she is being a bad mom. Uh, she's not realizing what her kids are doing. There's a point where you find out that uh, Charlie is uh, selling drugs, his dad's old drug, Ted's old drugs, that he just, he, uh, just you know, took from the, fi uh, not the filing cabinet, that'd be a word place to keep him, but, <laughs> but from the medicine cabinet. Um and how you selling them at the school? It's a really, uh, it's a really like, oh damn, okay, sort of moment when you realize it. And then Henry, it seems like he's very much like Jin because he has an ink. It seems like he has an anger problem. I believe he's like eleven, like ten, eleven, and he freaks out on this choir that he's in, and you just go, oh shit, okay, um, and it's really hard to watch the show at points but does a good job of having the jokes land and have the having the show be so funny that you are able to push through those parts where it does get a little more intense than you might uh than you might expect um there is this uh there's this line Jen drops episode one where she's in the in the circle of everyone and she talks about how you know she's not sleeping um, she's not, uh, she's not, uh, she's tired, you know, and she talks about how she hasn't been sleeping and she doesn't want to be one of those parents, one of those Xanax zombie, <coughs> pardon me, Xanax zombie moms, and it cuts this lady right next to her that's clearly on medication, and she just looks at her like, like, what the hell, and it's, it's, it's such an uncomfortable moment, but it is played for a laugh, and the show does a very good job of having those sort of jokes where, you could take it as, oh, that's really uncomfortable, but you could still get a, a chuckle out of it. And that's something that I think f for myself, speaking for myself, with grieving, that really does help. It's finding the, 
the the humor uh in 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 it um and being able to look back on that person with uh, a fondness it, it really does help um what i love too about this show is that as the show continues to go ahead and just kind of you know un- unveil more and more and more you see Jin's psyche slowly start to change She's not a bad person, but she's just been dealt this really shit hand. Uh, you find out that Ted was cheating on her, and you find out the the fight they had the night he got hit, and it's just, it's such a, it, it hurts your heart, because it's one of those arguments that you have in the moment, and you don't even think about the fact that it could be the last time you see that person, and the show does a great job of really addressing those consequences of you saying something that again you think you'll have a chance to apologize for but unfortunately you don't and Jin has this whole um uh, there's a detective in the show director Anna Perez who's played by Diana Maria uh, Riva who is excellent she talks about how Jin is basically a white wine vigilante and how she's always out trying uh to figure out who hit her who killed her husband uh to the point that she's in the car with Judy and pulls off the side of the road to go ahead and write down the license plate of this car that had uh, damage to the front of the car. Uh, Jen even says that any sort of uh, body, uh, a body dent, or what looks like it would be a body dent in a car, she writes down the license plate. And Judy even asks her if it makes her feel better, and she says, no, not really. And you realize in that moment that she just she wants to be doing something besides sitting at home waiting for the cops to go ahead and uh to go ahead and figure this out um i want to move on to judy because judy again linda carlini my heart mrs mrs barton um i have already expressed my love for linda carlini judy is such a complicated character because She's an artist. She's definitely a spiritual person, and I like the way they didn't make her uh, religious because they could have very easily gone that route and had her be, you know, like a diehard Christian, and then, you know, she converts Jen to Jesus. Like, they could have definitely gone that route, and thankfully they didn't. They they leave her uh, spirituality just as that, just spirituality. She believes in, you know, the earth and just being good to people, which at the end of the day, people... Doesn't really matter what religion you are. That should be your main focus at the end of the day. Except Scientology. That's just nuts. But uh, but I love the fact they go ahead and they leave. They didn't give her like a hard line as far as what she uh, what she believes in. I really appreciate that. But Judy, her relationship with um, with Steve, uh, played by James Marsden, which. Can we, uh, don't lord himself, uh, can, so first off, can we just take a second and appreciate James Marsden? Um, he was great in Enchanted. I don't think people bring up Enchanted enough. I think that's one of the most underrated Disney films ever. He was amazing in Hairspray. If you have not seen Hairspray, you should. It's really fucking great. Um, uh, and then, of course, on Westworld, I, th- I thought he was, I think he's fucking excellent on that show. And that's before I even get to him being fucking Cyclops. Um... James Marsden is so fucking good in the show, and him and Linda Cardellini have such great chemistry. What's so beautifully tragic about their relationship is that you... This show... This show shows... There you go. That 
abuse doesn't just have to be physical. And Steve is a very handsome man. Uh, he's successful. And the show does a very good job of Judy have, being in these moments where she's emotionally vulnerable. And there's this point where Judy's talking to Steve about a very sensitive issue. And he goes, like, don't be stupid. And she's like, don't call me stupid. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, baby. And she goes, okay. And he played off like a joke. But it's the very first hint of how dark his character truly is and how genuinely shitty of a person he actually is. And the show plays that up so fucking masterfully. Like, it, it's so well done. So that by the time you get to the end of the season and all the dominoes and the... And, everything's closing in as we kind of get to the to the climax of the season it's so well handled and james marsden's able to flip that switch from charming handsome you know kind of socialite to a uh, vindictive douchebag and in this in the way he flips the switch it's just mwah, it is just it's so fucking well done i i absolutely loved his character um there is a scene early-ish on where Judy goes ahead and is talking with uh, Charlie about pizza because Judy gets invited to move into Jen's house. And Charlie is very, like, why is this bitch here? And very not trusting. Judy ends up staying in uh, Ted's, uh, kind of his music, uh, music studio. That was like a little beach house on the side of the, or a little sub house there on the side of the house and i love the way they play that because judy's not like she, her stuff is there but she's not sleeping there because she even says ted's ted had a lot of shit in there and you can see where this is going from a mile away but it does force jen to go ahead and really confront you know ted in that way as far as you know being able to look at his stuff there's a scene where she takes a sip of some water that he had and you just you see her just lip quiver and that is one thing i will say uh linda carlini and christine applegate both have to cry a lot and oh my god when they cry it just it just hurts your soul <laughs> to see them cry and there's a scene you'll know it when you get there i want to say it's uh the second uh, episode before the last episode where uh judy and jen have this conversation about the pool and it is just such a it just it hurts you it hurts you how intense and how raw that whole conversation is it's just it's it's so it's so hurtful but it's so brilliantly played um ted's mother lorna holy crap you want to talk about a villain in this in this show uh she's one of the worst people i've seen on a tv show in a while i thought she was fucking terrible um, there's the flashback to the funeral where she goes, uh, like, oh my god, my Ted, my teddy bear, my baby boy, and I was, and I'm just like, oh my god, bitch, it's not about you, like, calm the fuck down, and it, it, but it leads, it's in an episode, I want to say it's episode three or four, where, uh, Henry has gone ahead and projected, he thinks this bird that visits him, on his windowsill each morning is his dad and i thought that the way they handled that episode and that whole subplot it's really well done and the uh, wrap-up to uh, the bird subplot is a uh, surprisingly dark one and i 
but I appreciate where it went. Uh, there is a scene where Jin is trying to talk to the bird, and the bird just flies away, and she goes, oh, whatever, fuck you too, and I, that was one of the hardest laughs I got all season. Um, I know we typically go through spoilers, guys, but to be honest, I'm trying really, I, I, I don't want to spoil this for you guys. This is one of those shows, um, Alea and I started watching this, um, I won't say last Monday, and we got through it, uh, we got through the first season in about four days, and and uh, it, it was great because Alea goes, oh my god, what the hell? Like, what happens next? Like, where's the second season? Is there a second season? I was like, yeah. And I was like, it premieres right now because we finished it Thursday night, like at 12.20, right when the new season had dropped. And so we went right in and we watched the first episode and got through that by the weekend. Uh, I, I have true, genuine admiration for this show. Um, this was written and the show is written and uh, created by uh, Liz Feldman, which is fucking weird because she, so she was a writer uh, for the uh, for the Ellen DeGeneres show, um, uh, which is which I had no idea. Um, she wrote for Two Broke Girls, which if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while, you know I think Two Broke Girls is. Um, I'll be nice and say clown shoes. I think it's a terrible show. And she wrote for Blue Collar TV, which is another myth in my book. So the fact that she wrote this show that I just fucking adore so much, um, I give her so much credit. Um, yeah, I, I think this first season is one of my favorite first seasons of a TV show I've seen in a while. Um, it's engaging. It's heartbreaking. Um the score to the music is great. And where this season ends off, you're going to want to go ahead and get into the second season immediately. Uh, it, this is just, this is prime, prime writing. This is just how you do it. And yeah, a huge credit to everyone who's associated with the show. Um, last character I did want to mention real quick um, was, uh, oh gosh, I can't find his name. Um... Uh, Ma uh, Max uh, Jenkins. He plays Christopher Doyle, who is uh, Jen's like real estate partner, and they have this scene where he talks about why he needs to basically stop working with her, and it's a, such a heartbreaking scene, but it's so well done. And from his perspective, you totally get it. Um, I, I just I thought I thought that scene in particular was great. There is a little subplot with this character, uh, Nick Prager, who's played by Brandon Scott. Uh, uh, I thought he was excellent. I hadn't seen him in anything before, but him and Linda Cardellini and him and uh, Christian Alpgate have really great chemistry. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought he was just wonderful. I was so happy to see him get some shine, so I'm really excited to see uh, what Brandon Scott does moving forward. But yeah, guys, this is an absolute must watch. As far as a complaint, because I'm sitting here and I realize I've just been singing the show's praises, I really don't have any. Like, because I, I mean, now granted, if I had watched this a couple years ago and I had to wait for the second season, that'd probably be my, <laughs> my biggest complaint that, oh, fuck, I have to wait to see what happens next. But I thought this was just so, so well done. And. If you're going to talk about grief and talk about death, um, you don't sugarcoat it. And um, the reason that Jin reveals about Ted's cheating, it's a very selfish reason. It's a very selfish reason. And 
again, when Christina Applegate has to break down, uh, Linda Carlini, she does her fair share of crying, but Christina Applegate is hitting just this emotional core when she's doing it because she is talking about her husband and, or her, you know, her husband who passed. And there's just such a rawness to her performance that I really fucking appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys discover this show. If you haven't watched it, you should. Um, yeah, I can't think of a complaint, so, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this an A. I'm gonna give this an A, and I'll, I'll explain why when I review uh, season two. <laughs> but guys, dead to me. Have you watched season one? Are, are you caught up? Uh, they have not confirmed the season three, so I'm really hoping because where season two ends, eh, there needs to be a third season. So, um, but yeah, don't lose cage this shit. But uh, guys, dead to me. Have you guys seen it? Let us know what you thought in the comments. Uh, you can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. And you can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real, that's R-E-E-L, O'Neill. And go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll have a review up this weekend for Dead to Me Season 2, as well as uh, a review for Chronicle. I'm starting to get into, um, and if you guys haven't been listening or if it's your first time, uh, next month, uh, the month of June, is going to be, since it is my birthday month, woo! Uh, most of the stuff from next month is going to be primarily stuff that I enjoy that we haven't had a chance to review uh, for the podcast yet. So one thing I will say, we are reviewing Training Day, and we'll be reviewing the original Avengers, because I have we have not reviewed that somehow. But uh, we have lots of stuff coming up for you guys. Thank you so much for your support, and uh, we will talk to you guys soon. You guys take care.